Here comes the Minnesota Vikings postgame report, and uh, I'm a happy play-by-play voice, Paul Allen, joined by a happy analyst for the Vikings Radio Network, Pete Bursich. And we're happy because it's a high five for the Minnesota Vikings. They've won five consecutive games. They beat the New Orleans Saints 27-19, to and uh, it, it was just different today than the Atlanta <laughs> game, which was different than the Green Bay game in Chicago and San Francisco. You know, these things are like snowflakes. No two are alike. Dobbs goes for 268 passing today. Career high for him. Uh, he threw a touchdown. Ty Chandler had his first rushing touchdown. Dobbs ran for another touchdown. TJ Hawkinson stole the show. And um, Makai Blackman got his first National Football League interception. However, it still was a little bit of a grinder at the end. Peter, how are you? No, I'm great. I mean, who would have thought that the Greg Joseph 33-yard field goal made with 10-13 to go in the third quarter would have been the game? You know, it would have been a huge difference maker. And, uh, you know, it did what really wasn't the game. But such a one-sided affair. It's, it's pretty amazing uh, when you put up nearly 300 yards of offense in one half of a football game, and then you have to come out in the second half and just, you know, not necessarily, you know, manage things, but just that's where a good running game will kind of settle you down. And the offense, you know, they, they, they knew that the only thing that could really ruin them is by turn, you know, having turnovers, so you get less risky, and then, you know, then you kind of lose momentum, and the next thing you know, you, the timing is off, and so, yeah, yeah, it's disappointing to see the offense sputter like it did in the second half, but the defense. Yeah. It comes up again. They end up with three turnovers, I believe, today. Yes, correct. Three turnovers yes. against so. a team that was plus eight in the take give, right. third best a, in the NFL. That's a huge. That's a huge, huge thing. So, defensively, you know, you did a great job against Derek Carr. Uh, James Winston came in, made a couple things happen, uh, but overall, you, going into this game without KJ Osborne again, without Justin Jefferson, yeah, I mean you're missing some of your big pieces on offense, and you know, um, you know you're missing you're missing Hicks for a while. I mean, you're, you, it's it's that time of year, man. And the Saints were were beat up as well, but we're able to get through it and get the win. I got three uh, quick sneaky ones for you, then we'll hear from KOC. First and foremost, penalties or lack thereof. Uh, In the game against the Atlanta Falcons, the Falcons ended up with 11 penalties. The Vikings had just one. Here, the Saints... Nine penalties, 74 yards, just five against the Vikings for 35 yards. Uh, They've been better uh, from a discipline standpoint, uh, lacking those penalties, right? No question about it, and that's been kind of the big thing for us in in the red zone. We're 22nd in the league going into this game in red zone, and a lot of those penalties is the timeliness of those penalties as well. But, yeah, they're doing a much better job, Paul, you know, of eliminating the penalties. And, you know, a couple dry – they still – killed a couple of drives so it's something you have to get better at doing you know better at in, in eliminating those things but man it was nothing stopping this offense in one half and we had no idea what to expect <laughs> right you have no yeah. idea what to expect with Dobbs in a one week of practice wow so can we carry this momentum you know it's going to be outdoors in the cold against Denver we'll see what happens but uh You've got to be excited about where this Vikings team is right now. And um, another sneaky positive during this winning streak, the Vikings winning the time of possession, which was a major problem uh, the first part of the season. Like, we'd have games with 23, 24 minutes. We're holding the ball. Uh, The Vikings had it 33 minutes and uh, 6 seconds compared to 26, 54 for New Orleans. The Vikings have been averaging about 32 minutes of possession time during this winning streak. They did it again today. And uh, finally, uh, on third down, 
the Vikings during this winning streak, 53% on third down, converting them for the offense. Uh, today they went, uh, today they finished 6 of 15, you know, which is not 53%, but it's still a pretty good number, and that's another sneaky key. Oh, you're right. And, and, you know, I think the other thing that I love is the fact that we sat and talked about this before the game, but knowing who the Saints are, right? They're, they're a grabby type of a defense. Yeah. And we were able to push them and pull some of those penalties out of them. We also knew that the middle of the field was going to be an advantage with Hawkinson. We absolutely saw that today. 11 receptions, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Mm. That t- You know, the touchdown right before halftime, how big is that now in hindsight? Yeah. I mean, wow. So, you, you – you, I guess the thing is, is the variability that we expected isn't quite there. Dobbs did some absolutely magical things with his feet today. And he, you know, having the – and I talked to Scott Stubwell at halftime. It's like, you know, you blitz, you get after that quarterback, you almost get to him, and then you got to chase him all the way to the sideline for, you know, you're running 50, 60 yards for a three-yard gain. That wears out a defense. Yeah. But it was interesting to see the Saints and the adjustments that they made and, you know, rushing three and then having a spy. So they made adjustments along the way as well. Uh, so we're going to have to get a step ahead of that and figure out what, what the Vikings are going to do to combat that. Uh, it's five in a row, four KO, five in a row, four KO. The Minnesota Vikings improved to six and four. And uh, speaking of KO, here's Kevin O'Connell with his postgame presser. Um, excited for our team. Uh, come back and uh, get another win at U.S. Bank Stadium was our goal. Um, coming off of our last performance and what the crowd was like um, a few weeks back and, and then to have them show up again today, I thought the crowd was phenomenal, the juice, the energy. Um, and it really fueled and, and, and really got us going, especially in that first half. Uh, complimentary effort all the way around in the first half. Would have liked to, you know, maybe uh, have the chance to put the football game, uh, football game away. You know, got a touchdown, pulled off the, do- the board there on a short yardage situation. But good defense over there. Um, some really good skill players. And, um, you know, offensively, uh, they've been doing some, doing some good things. So it was going to take a complete team effort 60 minutes of football and and uh, we got it done so excited for that group locker room uh, is, you know feeling very strongly about you know where we're at as a football team right now but also total awareness that it's back to work and a continued emphasis on um, improving uh, I want to give you guys an update Jordan Hicks uh, you know a lo- lower leg um, kind of contusion um, and he did not return once he came back in the game for a few plays did not return um, we'll see how that swelling looks, and, and if we can get that uh, to go down. Um, uh, Caleb Evans did not return with a calf, um, and then Alex Madison did not return uh, with a concussion um, sustained there. But, uh, you know, a lot of guys stepped up, you know, didn't have KJ, uh, didn't have, you know, some, some guys that we've been without for a few weeks, and that next man up mentality continues to flourish uh, with guys ready to step on the grass and, and go do their jobs to help us win football games. I thought TJ Hawkinson was, you know, as good as I've ever seen him when we absolutely needed him the most, just like he was last week. Uh, you know, can't can't say enough about TJ. And then, of course, Josh, um, you know, having fun coaching him right now just because, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. But then when we when we get to play football, he goes out there and he looks like he's enjoying himself. I know his teammates are enjoying watching him continue to get acclimated uh, to our team. Um, and uh, just really proud of Josh, and, and Josh knows uh, for, he's, he's ready to get back to work and continue the momentum on this thing. This was not a shutout, but uh, you didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, that's, you know, knowing kind of historically um, it's always a win 
a win or lose type stat. Um, we learned that lesson, uh, quite honestly, early on in the year. Um, when I talk about uh, our team and how we're built from substance, uh, there's some there's some football things in there now too, as far as what we've learned, uh, you know, how we need to play, uh, technique and fundamentals of how we carry the football, decision making, timing, accuracy. Uh, and then the defense's ability uh, to continue helping us win the turnover battle by making some critical plays, uh, especially in the second half when you know we were uh, we scuffled a few drives there, and, and, and it's totally on me. Uh, Got to give our guys a better opportunity to move the ball offensively. But um, that's where the complimentary f- phasing comes in. I had guys coming up to me on the sidelines. We got you, coach. Hey, next snap's going to be the best snap. Um, even when we got the touchdown taken off the board offensively, the expectation was um, that we could still convert, had a chance on that third and uh, 11. But, uh, you know, compliments to our football team, our leadership, um, and just the way these guys now believe in, in the man next to them and they believe in each other to go continue to improve. There's still a long way to go. We've got to continue to get a lot better. Um, I've got to continue to, you know, coach better and, and get our staff, which I thought our staff did a hell of a job today, especially, uh, you know, Flo and his guys. Again, um, you know, that's a, that's a talented outfit over there. I do hope that, uh, you know, Derek Carr's okay. Um, got a lot of respect for Derek and, and everything he's done in this league. But when Jameis Winston comes in the game and, and you know how physically talented he is uh, for our defense to keep them out and, and let us, you know, hold on to that victory, I was really proud of that, those guys. You said you're having fun coaching Josh. Uh, do you give yourself a second on the field during the game to enjoy it, or is it no. during the week kind of thing? That Yeah, I think it's just looking back on the week, uh, Kevin, off of last week's game and then knowing, you know, the time spent with Josh and, and just watching him with our coaches, watching him with our offense. I thought he had a fantastic week of practice, um, really, when, you know, Thursday and Friday. Uh, you know, you would have thought he had been in our offense for a lot longer than just uh, the previous five, you know, days leading into last week's game. Um, he attacked the game plan, how we prepare our guys, um, how we teach them about, you know, coverages and fronts and pressures and what we're trying to attack. And um, he handled a full game plan today. Um, and it was Josh Dobbs out there playing quarterback. And, and we saw it again today, game changing plays with his athleticism were really a defining thing to kind of fill in some of the gaps for us offensively in the first half. Um, and I just can't say enough about, you know, his last two performances to, to be 2-0 and with, with him and, and with so much room for us all to improve. Um, it's what I'm excited about the most. Hawkins is playing through a couple of injuries there. Did, did you have to, did you find yourself having to manage his workload at all today? Or was he- yeah, yeah. We, we tried to get, you know, uh, on some of those early down calls, we tried to get Johnny in there a little bit more, use Josh in some of the 11 groupings a little more, and then, you know, mixing and matching personnel, making sure, you know, I give Brian Angelico a lot of credit because I'm, um, you know, just howling into the headset, a bunch of gibberish, but I want the right guys on the field and make sure we're managing TJ so he can make some of those huge plays in the pass game. But TJ wanted to be out there for everything. Um, and, you know, he was out there, made some, had some big, big blocks in the run game um, and just all the way around. Uh, TJ was phenomenal today. With all the injuries that you had to, you had to change things up and dig a little creatively, you and the coaching staff, to make sure that the, the players you put out there are successful. Yeah, absolutely. Especially against a, you know, that's another top, you know, top ten defense. They've always been tough, physical, um, hard to, you know, they're going to force some negative plays, and we were trying to avoid those, knowing that we can then, you know, get into the different phases of our offense to try to, uh, you know, it's one thing to try to marry it, but. Um, there's other things, especially with you know Josh's athleticism and 
Um, kind of an inside-out passing game. Still wanting to get Jordan and, and Speedy and, and Brandon Powell going as well. I, you know, the screen game. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, the creativity I give our guys. Uh, you know, I love the love the design we had on on the uh, you know Ty Chandler's touchdown there. Um, even on both of them, even the one that got called back, situational calls there. Um, and then we'll continue to build on our inventory because um, I think our personnel give us the opportunity to do that, to, to try to give ourselves advantages, buy back some numbers and angles and things like that. Um, but back to work, and we'll, we'll keep on trying to improve on that stuff. On the direction now, the, uh, the loss of these great players. Just continue to get wins. Yeah, I think it's uh, putting together plans to try to maximize the guys we do have uh, up for us. Uh, you know, guys like TJ and Jordan, um, Alex and Ty, uh, but then continuing to ask, you know, guys that have stepped up already, like a Brandon Powell. Uh, great to get Speedy back in there today, um, which which I, I was really proud of the way he went out there. And um, he might have not always got the ball, but you know, I know he was separating and bursting and, and playing fast, and that's going to be a great. Uh, great addition back into our offense, you know, but it's it's truly about, you know, how well can we execute uh, the scheme, uh, what we're trying to get accomplished, can we give our guys that premier, premier mindset, um, regardless of who's in the game. And then the expectation is if it is a one-on-one, -on -one, go win, uh, pitch and catch, uh, you know, progress in rhythm. I thought Josh did a really nice job in this game, especially in the first half of really trusting that protection O-line, gave him time, and he exhausted some progressions and then still used his legs. That's really hard on a defense, and, and you saw them kind of respond a little bit, spying him a little more, doing a little bit more of that in the second half, and that's when you know <coughs> it, it gets exciting to think about when we do get a Justin Jefferson and KJ and, and our full group back. Um, you know, defense is having to account for, for his ability to activate his legs uh, will only help other things we want to do. Are you more impressed by Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. How has that running ability like changed the play calling for you? It's changed the offense. Yeah, I think it just, um, you know, it, it allows me to, you know, be aggressive, knowing that if we get the premier look I'm hunting or looking for or some scouted looks that, you know, have a lot of confidence there, but also his decision making. And, and then knowing kind of the perfect balance. I mean, when he found TJ off schedule, uh, you know, drop eight to Tampa and, and he's, you know, working it, knowing he's got time, you know, a veteran kind of feel of a three-man rush, still buying some time, getting out and keeping his eyes up. I mean, those are all really exciting things um, that, uh, that Josh did today. And then there were still some, uh, you know, dynamic throws from the pocket in rhythm, play passes, third down, I thought, the third and long conversion in the second half was, was a nice one, kind of feeling the zones and being aggressive right there to BP over the ball. Uh, you know, so there was just, there's a lot to build off of. There's, like I said, there's a lot of things that uh, I'll continue to improve on to try to help Josh and the rest of our offense, um, but really encouraging uh, kind of two performances in a row um, that we can operate with that group of guys on the field and continue to move the ball against uh, a really good defense. More impressed by the fact that he's, what he was able to do last week with almost no time the offense or what he did this week against a good defense that prepared for him. Yeah, I think last week was, you know, I, I can't, you know, emphasize enough what the circumstances were for him and our, and our offense last week. But what I think was really special this week is even coming off of that performance, his work, how he how he prepared. Um, you know, he was, you know, essentially living at the facility and uh, going through his normal process while also allowing us to kind of show him how we do things, how we try to 
you know, enhance his ability to play fast while also giving him really good plays that he can be responsible for getting to one versus the other at the line, still using tempo, uh, communi <laughs> communicating the way he is. Um, so I thought uh, it was it was a pretty, pretty outstanding day from Josh. And, and the best thing about it is uh, we're all still getting to know each other and uh, getting a comfort level to where we can continue to apply layers to this thing to try to be the most successful we can be on offense. Kevin, the direct snap, when did you guys put that in and what made that the moment to call it there at the goal line? Yeah, um, we put that in. It, it, you know, we put it in this week. Uh, we've had a couple things, kind of similar thoughts up um, at, at, at other times. Um, but, uh, you know, we just wanted to try to, you know, find some different unique ways against a really, really good front that it's hard to just get big with them and think you're just going to run in the ball down there. Not very many people have. Um, so we wanted to try to see different ways we can try to get numbers at the point, uh, still still having, still have a chance to you know punch it in, but also give ourselves an advantage of making them react on the fly. And, and I thought our guys executed it. You know, As soon as I saw a big CD out there uh, with really one guy left, thought we were in good shape. Kevin, how big has DJ Warren been for you guys these last few weeks? Yeah, huge. I mean, there was a sequence there where he individually kind of wrecked the game with a sack and, uh, and you know tripping up. I think he tripped up Derek on a, on a scramble that got them off the field. Uh, DJ's been, really, it's been as consistent uh, as any player on our football team this year. And Daniil has been outstanding for us, but I think DJ has really fed off that as well. Um, we ask him to do a lot of different jobs that maybe don't uh, jump out at people as far as you know impactful, but he's making an impact on every snap, and he just keeps doing it week after week. You know, I gave him a game ball in there, and, and you know he's one of those guys that, you know, I, I've said this before, but the guys in that locker room know. Uh, they know. The coaching staff and his teammates know. Um, <laughs> and they went crazy for him, you know, knowing that DJ is one of those guys that maybe doesn't get all the headlines, but all he does is show up every Sunday and play winning football. Yeah, when you have a big lead like that in the second half, how difficult can it be to kind of find that balance between wanting to run the ball and move the clock, but also yeah. not wanting to take your foot off the gas? Yeah, I think it comes down to, you know, knowing the fact that, you want to be aggressive, but you also want to walk out of the stadium still winning the turnover battle. And, and one of the I was that confident in our defense uh, that if we didn't give them anything, um, and we played you know smart with the clock, uh, that we could get it down to a situation where uh, maybe we can get a third and one and 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 get a touchdown on that play. Uh, we did, and and that would take us to 34. And then you know it gets pulled back, and we don't convert, and we end up punting and trying to pin them deep there. But um, you know, I've got to try to find that balance where I do believe in our guys. I do believe um, that I can stay aggressive for four quarters with our guys. Um, and, and I'll continue to work through that to make sure I'm giving them some premium ops. We had some chances there um, that uh, maybe we didn't make the play, but there were certainly a few that I'd like to have back. And, and knowing that situational management and, and milking the clock is one thing, but uh, staying aggressive is something we've got to do as well. When Josh does what he does, spins around and scores, and you're turning and looking up at the crowd, like what's going through your head? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I like to fist pump with the best of them, but that was one where I was kind of just, wow, you know, they, I was going to tip my hat to to the Saints. They, you know, ran a you know zone coverage there on third down. Uh, they got a little pressure in there on them. Um, had a couple chances here and there, but uh, when a guy makes a play like that, um, it's exciting. It's exciting because you know that uh, he just overcame uh, a lot with an individual effort right there to finish it for six points. Um, huge, huge momentum play by him. And 
that's one of the reasons why, you know, listen, Josh Dobbs didn't just start doing those things. Um, that's been a part of his game since he's been an NFL quarterback and before that. Um, our job is to, con to continue to allow him to play the position the way he, he, he thrives playing it while continuing to do our jobs, which we feel pretty good about schematically helping him as well. Um, but like I said, we'll continue to build on it. Um, I'm proud of Josh, and we'll get right back to work tomorrow. How does that impact you as a play caller when you have a quarterback now that can do those things and adds that element to the offense with him being able to run? Yeah, I mean, you guys know we've seen a lot of shell coverage, even even with you know Justin and some of our guys out. Um, we've seen a lot of you know coverage where people are saying, "Hey, we're just going to rush four, potentially even drop eight and rush three. Uh, and and you know he made he you know made some big plays today against some of those looks. Um, can we get more man coverage? Can we be effective executing against man coverage? To I mean, this team I believe led the league in interceptions coming in, and they're very very good the corner spots. The safeties are are really good, and they have two of the best inside linebackers in football. Um, so when you look at their you know, and I didn't even say anything about a front that I think with 94 in that group, um, it's a challenge at every level of their defense. So as a play caller. You know, you can start to feel like, hey, I can call anything on this call sheet, but then, uh, you know, I want to be smart. I want to be making sure that the calls uh, reflect, you know, my intentions of, of trying to attack certain looks. And then when Josh makes a play, it's, it's a huge, huge bonus. And um, what I love is just, you know, how all of our guys, you know, are finishing those plays. You see uh, when he finds TJ on that scramble, who'd you see down there? Barreling through the pile, probably Dalton Reisner, if I if my memory serves me right. So our guys are, you know, they understand now. It's whistle to whistle, and uh, we might be playing uh, through the echo of it a little bit more on unique things that maybe we didn't before uh, when we were, you know, you know, not that we didn't have mobility at the position, but I mean Kirk was playing as well as anybody in this league, uh, you know, really ripping apart coverage and attacking things and, and kind of running everything. Uh, Josh in two starts has kind of shown us uh, what mobility, you know, in addition to what we do offensively can do for us um, in this tough time where we're trying to overcome the loss of, of a guy like Kirk. Last one, Jeff. Yeah, Kevin, we start 0-3, you lose Jefferson, you lose Cousins, you've been in a locker room where things look like they were, the sky was falling. How are you guys in this position right now? Yeah, the sky was never falling uh, to those guys in that locker room. Uh, I can remember vividly standing in front of them, you know, the Monday after we, we did go 0-3. Um, and I can remember the message was, uh, I felt, um, you know, all of us together included working forward to accomplish something special was one of the greatest opportunities uh, we would have professionally. Um, you know, adversity truly, if you look at it as an opportunity and you have your football team all looking inward and trying to be the best versions of themselves for that greater good of trying to accomplish something special, um, I am of the belief that uh, we can continue to go out and, and uh, write our own story. And we're holding the pen. There's a lot of challenges out in front of us. Uh, we've got to laser our focus like we've done each opportunity, each day, each meeting, each walkthrough, each practice. And when you do it the way these guys have, uh, and we've got the leadership that we do, uh, my expectation is things will continue to be um, you know, what we've been. Thanks, guys.
Like Pete said earlier, Sunday night football at Denver next week. Now, Alexander Madison left the game uh, with an injury. Caleb Evans had a calf injury, and he left the game too. Came into it without K.J. Osborne and um, and Justin Jefferson. So, you know, the Vikings still don't have a bye until after the Monday night football game against the Chicago Bears. I mean, holy cow, this late season bye. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So, you know, Justin Jefferson, you also have Marcus Davenport, who's scheduled to come back at some time. I don't know if it's going to be this. Week I bet on December with him. So it's uh, yeah, you, you've got to you've got to make it to the bye, and then you you know take a little bit of time off. And like I said, we can get a couple of these weapons back. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be great to see this entire team together. Yeah, but you got to be playing your best football in December. That's just right around the corner. So you know the offensive line today, Paul played fantastic. You know, you had Dob sack just you had, once. You had a hold call, holding call on Brian O'Neill on a big run. You know, that one was a kind of a dicey call. But overall, that group up front, they protected him really well. These weren't scrambles. These were – he had time to read one, two, and three, go back to – you know, go back to three – and then pull it down and run. So the offensive line did a wonderful job. The Denver Broncos play Monday night football at Buffalo, so they're going to be on a short week, but they host the Minnesota Vikings next Sunday at Empower Field. Their quarterback is Russell Wilson, and ours is Josh Dobbs. And uh, here's Josh following the game. What's up, y'all? How are you doing? Obviously, a uh, great team win. Um, I first just want to talk about, you know, the fans and the atmosphere. It was tremendous to be out here from the home side. I've seen this game, you know, from the visiting side. So just to have the crowd behind us out there, it was electric. I had a lot of fun, you know, on this field. Um, and then, you know, the game. I thought it was great just seeing guys step up, offense, defense, playing complimentary football, as we did last week, and just make plays all day. You know, offense, we got hot, especially early in the game. Different guys were able to make explosives, keep the chains moving, make big plays for me, which obviously helped simplify the game and slow it all down. And then defense in the second half did a tremendous job of, of having our back and closing out the game in the fourth quarter. So great win. We'll, we'll, we'll continue pushing forward. As, as we always say, you know, there's always room for improvement, but we'll definitely enjoy this for today and tomorrow and um, get back to work for next Sunday. Was the Skull Champ better in person for you? Yeah, it definitely was better in person. It definitely was better in person. You know, um, Chris, our hair QB coach, came up during it all, and he said, hey, just like you know, I was warming up, getting ready for the first drive. And he said, just take a second just to take it all in. Um, and so, yeah, it was a cool moment, but it definitely, it's definitely rocking in person. Josh, what was the week like getting to spend more time with Kevin and just the entire staff as you prepped for this game? Yeah, it was um, obviously, you know, stepping on the field and having the reps where you're not the first time throwing to the receivers and working with the O-line mid-game allowed it to be a lot more comfortable out there on the field. And so just to have that, the week of preparation to be able to get the offense under my belt, get the game plan under my belt was awesome. And so there's room for improvement, man, but it, it, it's I think it's exciting to be able to do what we did out there and be able to go back and look at the film and say, ah, we did leave some meat on the bone. And so we'll continue growing and improving. I, I'll continue to find ways to continue to grow in my role and be better, man, because, you know, with the playmakers we have, with the mindset that we have, with the guys stepping up making plays, um, you know, I think we, we definitely have a lot of potential moving forward. Yeah, not many the uh, facility this week. What did that look like? How long were the hours and how much was just studying the playbook? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not paid by the hour, so I have nowhere else to be. So I hung out. I did spend a lot of time at the facility. I probably ate every meal every day there, um, which is fine, man. Like, you know, I, I'm blessed to be in the position I am, and I'm grateful for this opportunity. So uh, no stone will be 
uh, not turned over, whether it's you know growing in the offense, um, creating simulated reps in the facility, or you know studying the defenses that we're going to play. They'll continue to adjust to try to slow us down. So um, I'm a constant student of the game, and you know I thought you know just having the QB room around me was awesome. Like Sean and Nick and Kirk in the building and Jaron, you know they were around hanging out with me throughout the week as well, putting in the hours um, as we you know. As I asked them questions about the offense, you know, stuff that was getting installed, um, just to clear my mind as I, you know, exercised some demons and asking, you know, questions about things just to make sure I was locked in uh, for game day or as we studied uh, the defense. So it's great to have a, a tremendous support group around me with my teammates as well that are helping me prepare week in and week out. And, you know, it's a team effort. And so shout out to those guys. And I'll be excited to get back to work with them this week. Um, yeah, you know, I, I went through my entire progression. They did a tremendous job. They're in too high shell and uh, they good, good, did a good job covering guys up. Uh, the Mike took my first progression. The Will took my second and the safeties kind of exited out the backside, the back in line throws. And so when that happens, man, like there, I thought, you know, the O-line all day allowed me the opportunity to go through my reads, um, stay in the pocket. And then when the opportunity presented itself to be able to uh, utilize my legs and make plays. And so I was able to go through my entire progression, uh, work through it, see everything was covered. And then from there, you know, it's just go make a play, big play in the game, man, a third down. Um, those are four-point swings. So to be able to first get the first down and get in the end zone uh, was was tremendous for us as an offense and as a team in propelling us through the rest of the second quarter and ultimately winning the game with it. Josh, when you were meeting with coaches this week and the, the idea of the direct snap comes up, what was your reaction to it? What did, Do you remember telling them anything about your thoughts on it when it came up this week? Yeah, I mean, shoot, I'm all for uh, touchdown plays, so I wasn't complaining too much. I thought it was cool like to have Ty get his first touchdown with it and everything. Obviously, you know, it's like as a quarterback, the first thing you worry about is logistics. Like, okay, like, is Klaus going to be running down? Can we snap the ball while I'm moving? I got to make sure I'm set. And then obviously protect yourself once you get out there. But um, it's good, man. It, anytime you're able to keep keep defense on their heels, switch it up, give them something different, a new wrinkle, it's tough, tough to stop. We do a good job with that. And so to execute it, Ty get in the end zone for his first one. I know he had a second one. And taking off the board, uh, which was a little bit questionable, but uh, for him to get in the end zone for the first one uh, was awesome, man. And so to finish drives in the in, in the end zone are difficult in this league. So every time we do it, man, we got to take advantage of those looks. Gosh, at what point or did you put last week aside? I mean, that was not only just you know a winning performance, but kind of historic in a lot of ways. Like, did you put it aside? Did you carry it with you during the week, or how did you kind of deal with the one as you're working up towards the other? Yeah, I mean, you always carry the momentum, right? Um, but, you know, my mindset is, you know, no matter how the game goes, you have Sunday, you have Monday to about 2 o'clock. That's usually when you um, stop watching the film of the last game um, to move on to the next one. So that's around the time, like, mentally when I when I was on to the Saints. I know, obviously, like, media and stuff, like, had a field day with all the stories coming from the game, which is awesome. Um, just commending us for what we did because it's not easy to do in the NFL. Um, but, um, you know, mentally, once 2 o'clock hits on Monday, man, I'm on to the next game. You know, there's, there's so much information that you have to consume at the quarterback position week in and week out to prepare you for Sunday. And so a lot of times, you know, what 
not this, not the momentum and the confidence that you have from a week, but you know the information or whatever happened last week. You have to put that aside, man, and and get on to the next one. Because as I said last week, you know, you show up on Sunday, you don't play well. You know, no one cares what you did last week in Atlanta. Uh, they care about what you did this week in Minnesota. So I thought it was a tremendous job um, as a team, though. You know, being able to carry that momentum and just that vibe but also being able to be locked in on another really good opponent coming to Minnesota. We did a great job, and we'll have to do that again this upcoming week. We usually relate intelligence at the quarterback position with reading defenses, throwing to the right guy. Do you use your intelligence when you scramble and run, or do you just – <laughs> no, you can't. You can't go rogue. You still gotta be smart. There's some headhunters out there, so um, you gotta get down, protect yourself, and understand when I've gotten the most I can out of this run. I gotta get down, or I haven't. You know, there's one guy to beat. The end zone's right there. I can go um, and try to and try to make another guy miss and fight for those extra yards. So you're always thinking. It's all. It's a constant game of chess. And obviously things happen very quickly out there on the field, but you always have to, whether you're in the pocket, throwing the ball, picking part defenses, or running the ball using your legs, man, you always got to play that game of chess and be smart and protect yourself. Jeff, what did you see on the pass, on the touchdown pass to TJ Hawkinson? How tricky is that route that he ran? Yeah, man, um, you know, we had two eyes shell. Um, it was something like I had literally just asked on, on the sidelines, like, if we get this look, what are we thinking? Just to confirm. Um, that my eyes were going to be in the right place. And so we ended up getting that look. Uh, TJ did a great job of, of getting vertical and really kind of running to that open area because it's tough. You know, the, the mic is running back there. He has the middle of the field and you got two safeties. So, you know, they're usually in that defense to prevent you from being able to take shots, especially down the seam. And so for him to be able to get open, man, get into that little seam, and for me to be able to put the ball over, it was a huge play. Like, we got momentum, you know, with the first couple drives in the second quarter, and then we got the ball back. Defense did a tremendous job getting a stop and getting us a two-minute drive. And then for us to go down and get a touchdown before the half was huge, huge momentum for us as a team. And so to finish that drive the way we did, overcome, you know, a little false start the play before and put the ball in the end zone was huge. He did a great job. Um, obviously adding on to his historic day and historic half, um, especially playing through injury, man. He, that guy's a fighter, and I'm um, definitely happy to have him on our side. You're the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Have you pinched yourself yet? <laughs> I, um, I think I did, like, on Friday, leaving the facility. Um, just like I just moved out of the hotel, so we're making strides off the field. Uh, but I did, I did pinch myself. It's been really cool just being able to take it all in. The fans, the support has been absolutely tremendous you know around the city um and so yeah you know i'm taking it in stride uh, what i like to say is i'm exactly where my feet are you know i'm not thinking too far ahead i'm not thinking in the past man i'm right here i'm taking it all in I'm taking it one game at a time one practice at a time one meeting at a time one day at a time because uh this is a lot of fun you know this is this is definitely a lot of fun and i'm enjoying every single second of it what was that about friday that made you pinch yourself on friday was it just because you Moved to a, out of the hotel a little bit, you know. So um, I came back from the facility like late afternoon on Friday, and just seeing all the legends in in the uh, hotel, man, and seeing all the guys that have come before us as players, and just feeling their vibe and energy. Like I was on the elevator with a couple of them, and they were like, "Oh, you're the quarterback," and they were so excited just to be here um, in Minnesota, be back around you know football and back around the facility and. Um, just feeling that energy, man, and feeling that recognition from guys that, you know, have played a lot more snaps than I have, have had illustrious careers, and just to see that excitement meant meant a lot, you know, to me. And so, yeah, in the moment, it, it was a cool moment just to be able to take it all in and 
Um, enjoy that quick fellowship with, with, with them, obviously just as football players, but also respect the, the position that I'm in. I, I didn't get any names because it was on the elevator. You know, it's only seven floors. It's, it's pretty quick in and out. But, you know, just the energy really meant a lot there in the lobby um, in passing. Um, it was really cool to see. Know all of your teammates' names yet? Do I know all of my teammates' names? Uh, yes, but I'm not getting a test from you guys. So, um, no, it's been it's been good. We're, it was cool spending time with the alignment after practice on Thursday. They do a good job with, with their uh, chemistry building. So they were at my home in the hotel eating downstairs, so I got to stop by and crash their dinner. And so, yeah, I'll continue uh, turning over every stone to be around my teammates, continue to get to know them, both their football lives, but also who they are off the field. So I'm enjoying, man. I'm taking, taking advantage of every opportunity and enjoying every second of it. Appreciate y'all. Dobbs with a career-best 268 passing. He threw a passing touchdown, and he also ran one in. Eight runs for 44 yards. Vikings ran for uh, more than 100 yards in the game. Ty Chandler ended up uh, with 15 runs, career high for him, and 45 yards, and his first National Football League touchdown. But Josh Dobbs, overall, what'd you think? Yeah, like I said, very happy. And, and like, in in the part that I love the most is that he's still looking down the field to throw the football. This he's he can run. You know, he can, make, he can make some scrambles. He can make some things happen. But he still, first and foremost, wants to throw the football down the field. And I think that's something that Kevin O'Connell is going to emphasize is that you want to be a passing quarterback first. And if you're a passing quarterback and you make defenses respect you or you make them pay when they start tweaking things to keep you from running and tweaking things here and there, be able to get that football and be an accurate of a thrower. That throw, again, that throw to Hawkinson was just a beautiful thing. It was so, it was so perfectly thrown, the touch. The potential there for Dobbs, I mean, he can't be anything but excited about it, and I can't wait to see what the coming weeks bring with him. Vikings postgame report with not many topics left. In fact, time for two more. And defensively, it's so unpredictable when it looks like, you know, say second or third and six, seven or eight, and, oh, here comes the Flores blitz is what, like, New Orleans thinks, Carr, Winston, Taysom Hill, or whomever. And then he rushes, like, two or three. And just to watch quarterbacks get flustered for two seconds, it's, it's just a thing of beauty. Yeah, and then conversely, to see Metellus be able to get through that offensive line and get a couple pressures, uh, one of which resulted in an interception. So the looks that they're giving, it's very calculated. It's very designed, not giving anything away. They're doing a great job disguising so, you know, defensively, I, all these guys, we've said it a million times, soup to nuts, this defense, all these guys are playing better. They're yeah. playing better than they did a year ago. Yeah. They're playing with some momentum, you know. When um, Jordan Hicks I mean, left the game hurt, too. Yeah. And, you know, the next guy up, they talk about that. Troy Dye got in there, and I saw him make a couple of nice plays, especially in the passing game. So, yep. you know, it seems like we can plug and play anybody in there, and we continue to roll. So, you know, we'll see. We get, you know, Caleb Evans, in, you know, nicked up and. It's time for Makai Blackman to step up on, oh, by the way, he did with an interception today. Should have right. had two, could have had two. Right. Um, so the potential for even more plays is there. And, you know, I think that side of the ball has been as big. It's been the biggest change to this team. Yeah, right, Jonathan, the way the defense has been playing. Jonathan Bullard with his first full sack since 2019 when he was with Arizona. He had a forced fumble. Byron Murphy, his third pick of the season. And Makai Blackman, the first interception of his career. And despite leaving the game in the fourth quarter, uh, obviously nicked up, Jordan Hicks led the team in tackles with seven, and he is your leading tackler into the Broncos game. Yeah, Great job. Daniel Hunter with number 11, right? Yeah, so, I 11 mean, sacks it's, it's leading like the you, NFL. You've uh, got, thank you, uh, bud. 
lot of guys making plays. Uh, that's Pete Bursich, and I'm Paul Allen. Uh, good news from U.S. Bank Stadium. Hopefully uh, better news next week against the Denver Broncos. Uh, the team has won five in a row, 4KO. Five in a row, 4KO, and improves to 6-4 and four with a 27-19 victory over the New Orleans Saints. On behalf of Pete Bursich and uh, the man who puts this together, Curly Harris, I'm Paul Allen. That's the Vikings postgame report at Vikings.com. <laughs>